and welcome to Earhopper Presents. Let's talk about. And on today's talk about podcast, uh, I have my colleague, a very interesting uh, individual, Ryan Barner. Hello, Thanks Ryan. Very much. Hello. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. I appreciate that. Well, you know, <laughs> sometimes you meet you meet people, and you're like, uh, "There's something interesting yeah. about that uh-huh. person." Uh-huh. I tend to follow that lead. Okay. As much Thank as you. I can. I hope I don't lead you down a wrong path. <laughs> oh, there's there's no right or wrong here. <laughs> no right or wrong. And no today idea. we're going to talk about the word we came up with, emergence. Yes. And I would say, uh, like many good things, uh, it came from eating tacos together. Yes. And Ryan made the comment that from L.A., tacos in L.A. Mm-hmm. versus tacos pretty much everywhere else are... Better, much better. What uh, when you say better? When you when mm-hmm. you're thinking about a taco in L.A., what qualities does that taco have that are missing when you have a New York or a, Cal- a Northern California taco? I hope I don't offend anyone, <laughs> but the Mexican sweat. It's something a little different. Interesting. You have to have that level of grime. From the person that, uh, from the person's culture, whoever, if you're ever borrowing something from another person's culture, Mm. you have to have that person's blood, sweat, and tears in it. Mm. And the tacos out here don't have that same type of sweat. You don't have, I don't know, I think um, Mexicans in LA are slightly different from Mexicans in northern la and i feel like i'm going down a wrong path (laughs) and i'm not gonna travel too far there i'm not mexican myself right um but the culture is different yeah um and thus everything that is produced from it so i love (laughs) i hear i understand that Mm -hmm. i love that there's been such i feel like the media has focused on food the origin of food mm-hmm. uh like i'm thinking about like anthony bourdain's show yes um where the origin of food helps you uh helps you understand a culture mm-hmm. like breaking down where the ingredients have come from and why Absolutely. they're because mm-hmm. i'm thinking you're saying the sweat idea yeah i grew up in uh, a small town north of pittsburgh okay and there was a late night hot dog shop called peewee's mm. And the woman that that worked there, Myrna, huh. I remember Myrna. Yeah, she would put the buns on her forearm. That sounds like something a Myrna would do. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a Myrna move. Huh. Uh, and she would put the buns on her forearm and the hot dogs, and then she would dress the hot dogs. And everyone said it was her sweat that made the, yeah. the hot dogs. Oh yeah. So the little dirt, the little grime. I mean, uh, in L.A., I went to like some. Every year at USC, the LA Book Fair uh, is held there, and they have like a uh, like a food cooking demo area booth. Okay. And um, a chef was up there cooking, and she was you know needed to make a bridge in between uh, pulling something out of the oven and whatever. And the question she asked was, "Hey, you know." Uh, new law is about to be passed that requires food makers to wear gloves. Mm. How do you guys feel about it? Mm. Everybody had a problem with it. Yeah, and I agree. You need you need something earthy about it. The minerals and 
Yeah. It adds to the food. I think that, you know, you could say that about a lot of things. Like, you know, I've talked to old old school Italian mm-hmm. folks that would press their own wine yeah. with their feet. They'd yeah. press the grapes with their feet. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for, like, the idea of skin being involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's always, do you cook? I do cook. Yes. I, I can't imagine not touching my food. Yeah. It, I mean, just with everything else, you it's... People who wear glasses, I bet they would rather not wear glasses. I mean, if they mm-hmm. if they had twenty twenty vision, why would you right. want to wear glasses? Why would you want any type of protection? So, yeah, like a filter. Uh huh. Uh huh. Filter. That is it. <laughs> the fil- there's something coming. Like the, so this kind of gets back to the, like the 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 essence or the origin of something. Yes. Uh, and how do we maintain that as it emerges mm-hmm. into something else? Yes. So. Does that really explain why a taco is shittier in San Francisco? (laughs) I would like to apologize to everyone who is from San Francisco and thinks their tacos are better, but... The smart people know you're right. Yes. I mean, the burritos, I always Uh give San Francisco the Uh big, fat burritos. But if I think about it, when you go to El Farolito or whatever, they're not using gloves. No. I don't think. I don't think so either. I don't think I've... But when you go, let's say, if you're, uh, if you're in a place like the food bank or you know somewhere where taste is not very, it, it it's not the fore focus. Mm. You're wearing gloves, right? Whereas in places where it's all about the taste, all about the authenticity, they're not wearing gloves. So what? Okay, let me relate that to. Because I'm thinking about food as function, mm-hmm. but yet somehow we're talking about these, like you think about like a homemade pizza mm-hmm. or a homemade pasta. Oh, I'm getting hungry. All yeah. the <laughs> all the things that are cu- like culturally mm-hmm. uh, related. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like growing up in Pittsburgh, I would go to the spaghetti factory. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that before. Oh, I think <laughs> there might be some in California. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, Maybe. it's, it's mm-hmm. like this weird, <laughs> like where, how does, how do we get from it's mom's pasta yeah. to I'm craving that feeling. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. this place. Yeah. Yeah. And where, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this because we were, we, before the mics were on, mm-hmm. uh, I was talking about how I grew up in an area where I didn't really know. Like, like the tacos I had or the pizza I had, it was all, a, it was like a weird copy mm-hmm. or like a, we used the word clone yes. of what the authentic version is. Yes. Yeah. And I'm trying to relate that to like the idea of the hands-on thing. I don't know. I'm not really, I guess I'm not like, I'm not making a connection on it in so mm-hmm. far as why, but there's gotta be something in yeah. there where. You you want this thing, mm-hmm. and you're gonna take it no matter. Like you're gonna take uh-huh. a version of it. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. And like I'm thinking, like where you grew up, there was probably other besides tacos. Mm-hmm. So when you all right, when you're hungry for home, yes. Let's say. Yeah. What are you? What's your craving? Like, what do you? What's your thought? What, what do you go for? Sure, hungry for home. I've never been asked that before, but um, I can. Flashback to when I was in Milan, um, 
I'd studied abroad there for about five months, and I got a little homesick at times. It was my first time away for that long, um, not even college. Like, I went to college about 15 minutes away from home. Got it. When I was in Milan and I would get homesick, I would write down the things that made me happy or the things that I loved and the things that I would see at home. Um, and that list has pretty much stayed the same. And that's um, soon tofu soup. Tofu soup. Tofu soup, okay. which is Korean. Um, little background about myself. I'm uh, black and part Japanese, so a lot of the foods that me and my family ate were Asian. Got it. I guess, you know, um, I don't know why. It was mainly Mexican. Or I'm sorry. We always had... Uh, a bunch of different things, but Asian was always what we ate. Udon, uh, like home cooked, or home out cooked, out in the like you're you're heading out for takeout type. Home cooked udon. Okay. Um, home cooked ramen. Mm. Definitely top ramen some days, wow. and my mom makes top ramen um, like <laughs> better top ramen than I've had like at the best ramen shop out here. <laughs> Like, they have nothing on my mom's top ramen. I want to bookmark ramen. Yes. What else did you miss? What Was there anything um, else? The way... Oh, what else did I miss? Um, definitely street tacos, like I mentioned. Sure. Uh, and there's something list. else. Yes. Uh, well, I, that, is, that is mainly it. I don't want to strain your brain. Sure. That's a great <laughs> list. When I think about what I miss, I uh-huh. there is... There's there's very little food. Uh-huh. Like when I think about my home, and I think that that kind of goes to this idea of um, maybe it's maybe it's an urban center thing, sure, sure, where there is just more. Um, like I was sixth, seventh generation okay. living uh-huh. in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, but maybe when you're in an area where there's still this concentration of early immigrants or people that had just arrived, they're still bringing those traditions in. Uh, from wherever they came. Mm-hmm. Um, the ramen is so interesting because we're talking about emerging something and I think about the ramen I had in college, mm-hmm. which was that terrible yeah. <laughs> packet, like plastic, 39 yeah. cents. I don't even know if it was like real food. Mm-hmm. 150% of your daily amount of sodium. Oh. <laughs> All of that. And in college, like I would drain the noodles and uh-huh. shake the packet on uh-huh. and pretend it was pasta. See, what my mom did was... Uh, you know, she used the regular ramen packet that it came with, the seasoning. Uh, but she would cut up uh, green onions, and she would put egg in it. Mm. Uh, sometimes she would throw meat in it, mm-hmm. and it was the best thing mm-hmm. ever. Pepper, tons and tons of pepper. And it's that speaks to my soul and my heart. That yeah. is comfort food to me. <laughs> so how? Okay, so this is that's great. Yeah. So how do we get from your mom's ramen yeah. to what I ate in college? Yeah. yeah. Like where? Like what happens in that space? Yeah. I. So my mom, uh, she told me that she learned how to be creative with food in college. Mm. She had. She told me that you could eat a potato ten ways. You could have it boiled, fried. French fries, hash browns, all of that. And she used every way. She said, you know, ramen was 10 cents. Yeah. And she got creative with it. Yeah. And it has now become one of my favorite things. So. And it's and, and there's this emotional connection you have with yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you hear just saying that name reminds me of like Saturday mornings when, you know, my dad is playing reggae in the background yeah. or um, he loved 90s hip hop. So we would always listen to that. And uh, maybe he'd be cleaning while my mom was cooking and uh, it'd be really hot outside. I would have visited this house yeah. <laughs> for the ramen in the 90s yes. hip hop. yes. What so what okay so you're you're we're thinking about like th- this idea of the feeling that you get mm-hmm. from that origin place. Mm-hmm. What how would you say I I'm thinking for myself of like where I grew up we all went to the mall. Sure. I'm 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 slightly older. Uh-huh. The malls were still around. Did you have malls? <laughs> we in had LA? malls. Yes. Okay, malls were where we went. That yeah. was the thing. And yeah. you go to the like uh-huh. you go to the food court. Definitely. And there was always like the Chinese place, the Italian place. Uh, maybe like a like a subway uh-huh. type place, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like you had all these choices. But th- like thinking back, it was all p- pretty bland. Yeah. Like now that I've lived elsewhere a- on the coast, I've lived in New York City, <laughs> I've lived in San yeah. Francisco. <laughs> How do we like? I wonder what it is, and and I'm not doing a very good job of connecting this to like a bigger thing, but. What gets us for things to evolve and kind of move into this other space where we still think of them as, like, you'll still think of it as ramen or you'll still think of it as uh, uh, General Sow's chicken. Uh-huh. But it's nothing like, you know, where it started, yeah. really. Uh-huh. Like, where do we get there? Because I'm thinking about now that from, like, where I, like, me personally almost. Mm-hmm. Like, how did we get where we are? And how much of who, where we started do we hold on to as we emerge and evolve into yeah. this other thing? Yeah, I like that. Um, I think it, we shape things um, according to the resources we have mm. on hand. Great. Um, so we get these clones and these copies um, because they're with the resources that we have on hand. Uh, for example, um, just if you've ever been to Hawaii, you know, spam is a huge <laughs> thing. Spam masubis with the seaweed and the rice. Um, I think that was largely because of what was available at that time. Yeah. Canned meats, um, you know, there's an army culture out there. They didn't have too many different i guess types of meals on the base or so they had to use what they had on hand the spam and you know it's now become what's called an asian fusion food out here (laughs) and they sell them for like nine and ten bucks you know um it's yeah it seems like it's like I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. My mom used to call it poor people food. Yeah. Which is the most delicious stuff. Yeah. And it really goes down to exactly what you just said, uh-huh. which is the more you can just make with what you have. Yes. And I'm reminded of um, steel drums. Uh-huh. The story of steel drums that I'm going to screw up, but they were, I guess, leftover oil drums mm-hmm. from one of the wars mm-hmm. on some island. And they literally pounded them yeah. out to make notes out of them like which to me is like like, what a beautiful like right thing it's just kind of like that 101 and as soon as you hear one you know you automatically have images of the beach 
and yeah. palm trees in your mind. Yeah. What fascinates me now that I'm thinking about it is what was once like uh, people will pay a lot of money for an mm-hmm. authentic experience yes. now. Yes. It's like there's this full circle thing. <laughs> Cue up the Airbnb experience <laughs> that to pay right. someone hundreds of bucks to walk down a block. Right. Led by someone's grandma. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. It's like this weird like yeah. like wine tours in old VWs. Yes. Yeah. Uh even clothing and, and shoes mm-hmm. and like it, it it's this interesting thing that seems to happen where the copy, the copy, the copy, the copy, and then pretty much everyone wants to get back to the original. Yeah. Somehow. It's like, why do we make so many, I don't know, why do we veer so far away from it just to try and return back to it? Um, Is it- I guess it's it's maybe something like, you know, if it's if it's not broken... Why fix it? Yes. But I think maybe we get ahead of ourselves and think that we can fix it or think that it needs to be fixed. Right. When it should just stay as it is. Do you think it's the human condition to try to mm-hmm. add our, we want to add a stamp or a mark uh-huh. on yeah. something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a very inappropriate <laughs> Image comes to mind. Um, There's nothing inappropriate. <laughs> the four people that listen to this podcast will not care. So, in pardon if you if you know anyone gets offended by this, but we are all like excited about what we can produce and what we can make. Mm-hmm. Um, dates back to. The caveman with fire. Ooh, I've got fire. Mm-hmm. Or even your kids. He gave the example of like, even when guys like bust off, they're yep. like, look at what I've created. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> Which is horrible, but. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. And it just shows that, you know, whatever we can produce or whatever we can make, we are. I don't know. It, it it's just something. It's just so special to us. We made that. We right. did that. Like it's like we we've put our personal, mm-hmm. literally our personal stamp on something. Right. Right. Um, right. No, I've. That's a great. I. <laughs> that is horrible. By the as way, as someone, no, it's not. I look. I have the child debate a lot. Uh, I am childless. I'm uh-huh. in my forties. Uh-huh. Um, childless as well. And I think that, uh, like I I'm, I make music. Uh-huh. I write. Mm-hmm. I I make a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and that fulfills me on a creative level. Yeah. That maybe for someone else, their idea of creativity is I'm going to have a child. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean I won't have a child at some right. point. Right. And I do like sometimes I meet people, and I'm like, okay, these children are your creativity, and um, does that mean I can judge them like works of mm-hmm. art? Yeah. Because I'd, I'd like to right <laughs> I now. I would love to. <laughs> Excuse I me, screaming child on the so bar. So many opinions about your child, but you may be a sensitive artist. So, <laughs> so okay. So we get to this point because I I am like like thinking about uh, about six years ago. I worked somewhere where they got one of those soda machines mm-hmm. that had like all the buttons. Yeah, where you could 
it was like you could make a soda with like orange and Sprite and whatever combination you wanted. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen one of these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And At the movie theaters. Right. Now, they yeah. have them a lot of places. Yeah. What you realize is the more shit you put in, the, the worse, worse it and tastes. worse. Yeah. The worse yes. it gets. Yes. And then at some point, and this is exactly, I think, what we're talking about, mm-hmm. all you want is to taste a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's us getting ahead of ourselves and getting in our own ways. Yeah. Uh, I think we, I think a lot of that comes from maybe the lack of confidence or the lack of security we have uh, with ourselves. We think that we maybe get impatient that things aren't working the way that we envisioned mm. or in the time that we thought it would get completed in. So we rush to, you know, fix it and we just screw it up. Oh, tell me more about yeah. this. I really yeah. like this. <laughs> can you think of like, sure. can you give me an example? Um, uh, like I, I, I have one in mind for sure. Um, you could change the name. Sure. Um, Your best friend's best friend. Yes. So I have a friend who is, um, he was doing, I forgot what field he was in before, uh, but he had been doing pretty well in that field. And then he decided, you know, I see all these people, all these engineers, all these developers in the San Francisco Bay area. I want a piece of that. Got it. I don't think my, um, I think, you know, later down the line, my career won't be as lucrative as I had thought it was Mm. when I started. So I'm going to, you know, hop in this coding boot camp and do this coding boot camp and spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars so that these people can train me and fix me up in three months and, you know, give me the skills that uh, it takes people to takes people, you know, years and years to do. Um, and I just saw, you know, a post on LinkedIn from him like, hey, you know, do you guys know anyone who's hiring? You know, he's fresh out of the boot camp, mm-hmm. can't find a job. And now mm-hmm. he's potentially screwed up uh, all the progress that he's made, you know, in the last industry he was mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's him getting ahead of himself, mm-hmm. being impatient and not you know, seeing the work, uh, he, I guess, harvested the seeds mm-hmm. before they could fully bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's maybe what we do when we try and get ahead of ourselves and try to screw things up mm. and create a better version of it. Yeah, and maybe, uh, maybe along those lines, does it come down to the motivation? Yeah. Because it sounds like in that right. case, he wanted to make more money, which we, mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is he giving up? Right. And, um, you know, do you commend the guy for, you know, having a vision and risking everything to see it come to fruition? Mm-hmm. So it's hard. I Okay. So, I you know, I work in value and money and yeah. I what people do for a living. And I have yet to meet someone who's made a lot of money at something uh, that they haven't had a passion for mm-hmm. that's been fulfilled or happy. Like mm-hmm. uh, I've met, you know, we live in Northern California. I've met a lot of wealthy people. Yeah. 
Um, and anytime I meet someone who is, uh, has, has a lot of, uh, you know, material wealth, mm-hmm. uh, especially in tech, it, they're not all, they're pretty much not satisfied. Yeah. Um, like they haven't sweat on their tacos. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> that is it. You know, they, you've got to be authentic with everything that you do. And like you said, the motivation, check your motivation. Yeah. Uh, but that's hard sometimes when, because one could argue that they are motivated by money or they're right. motivated to, uh, you know, make something out of the money. And I don't know that that one's a very hard one. It's very tricky. I, I struggle with this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe it's where I came from, you know, and, and, and how I've emerged into this Mm -hmm. life that I have now. Yes. I, I always get a kick out of, um, you know, people and oftentimes they sit in front of a computer all day Mm -hmm. and they do these, they want to do these epic trips. Yeah. Like I'm going to take three months off and, uh-huh. and backpack across uh-huh. Antarctica or whatever. Cue you know, it's just this fire fest. Yeah, it's just <laughs> okay. I don't want to. That's another right. example of trying to create an experience. And yeah, this is my uh, again. I who I don't know who's listening. This is my yeah. problem with the Burning Man. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah, if you really want to like give back to the earth. Mm-hmm. You know the the uh, Episcopal place uh, on around the corner. Yeah, around the corner needs people that twenty four seven can serve some meals. Yeah, um, and I think that's where my dis my disconnect happens yeah. because I'm a I'm a big fan of listening and trying to understand people's motivations. Yeah, um, I, I, which is completely selfish because I always want to know my own. Uh-huh. But sometimes the the rationale I get from people. And I'm like, have you like, have you walked home from work lately? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. There's a there's a ton Say of that. this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I just digressed or not. Well, no, you actually <laughs> sparked something in my mind about how how we say or. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe this is a bit broad and overplayed, but you know, when mm, the sensationalism around like, um, I don't know, Curry's daughter, Mm, mm -hmm. Steph Curry's daughter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Go on. I'm liking this already. (laughs) It's like that little girl especially here in San Francisco is everywhere. Yeah. And I don't feel like a lot of people who like go nuts over, uh, Riley Curry would go just as nuts over the little girl that's homeless here. or Maybe, uh, you know, in low income housing or whatever. Yeah. It's like, what? I don't know. That's a that's a no. I get where you're you're coming. It's not. We're not that far removed. Like, how do we get? How do we make that leap? Yeah. It's it's not that different from, uh, you know what what happens close to home Uh versus what's you know this version that's like that's that's a version of compassion. Yeah. And and uh, you know cheering for your fellow man, Uh hoping for your fellow 
human. Mm-hmm. But is it is it like is it safe? Is it safe? Is it a yeah. safe removal? Like it's safer for me to go to the spaghetti factory uh-huh. than it is for me to go make my own pasta. Right. Right. Not to bring it back all yeah. around. <laughs> and I think that safety thing maybe goes back to uh, that that insecurity that people mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. a... Um, yep, that right there. We pin everything on celebrity. You know, we put, we project. And when they let us mm-hmm. down, it's like... Yeah. How could you do that? What do that? you mean they're yeah. divorcing? <laughs> I thought that couple yeah. would be together forever. Yeah. Like they're your best friends and you know everything about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, that's, that's a version of something. That's like yeah. a, it, there's not a authenticity to it. No. It's, it's like you're, you're in Milan pro- eating ramen projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're a million miles away from yeah. your mom, but yeah. you're projecting upon that ramen. Yeah. Sidebar, I was surprised at how many sushi restaurants they had in Milan. No way. There's, you can find a sushi restaurant on every corner. And is it good? And it's pretty good. All right. And Take that it from was, someone from Southern California. I right. Will, I will believe you. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> and I mean, of course they say, you know, go and travel. And this may not be directly related to our theme, but right. I just figured I would go off. No, no, it's, it's all related the um i i just didn't expect that they say you know go and travel go see another part of the world go get another perspective i figured you know i'd get another perspective about the people or maybe the transportation or yeah i did not expect to see sushi restaurants <laughs> everywhere like that is not something that i could have imagined would be in milan right right it's funny <laughs> how that leaks into little like uh-huh. when i was in spain and like they found out I was an American, and yeah. they were they all extolled uh, the virtue of Jack Daniel's whiskey. Ah. How good Jack Daniel's whiskey was! <laughs> out of all things, they like pulled it off. The, they like pu- pushed a ladder up to the top uh-huh. shelf. And they pulled down uh-huh. this. I'm like, you know, that's like ten bucks in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for that yeah. bottle. Yeah, same with us. With ah, what else? There's a bunch of things sure. that we do. That they're like, that is the cheap stuff. What right. are you doing? <laughs> right. I always love, like, anytime I've been sold mm-hmm. something, and I use that word, like, legitimately. Yeah. Like, um, Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> the Australian Steakhouse. You have so to pronounce it like I that. have Australian <laughs> friends that I'm just like, hey, should we you know, have a Foster's Lager? Right. Have a little I have a little taste on the Bobby. And it's just such a, it's so sold. Uh-huh. You know, it's. Uh, selling that Australian experience, that authentic Australian experience. But it just, that's what it goes back to. Mm-hmm. Like, people will buy it because they feel like somebody somewhere, yeah. that means something to them. Yeah. So maybe it could mean something uh, to me too. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Like, if I can't go to Australia mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. I could go to the mall and, and go to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. I, so I was trying to go to C- Cuba before. Trump got in and screwed everything up. I made the plans, you know, before he was even in office. Sent my visa or my passport to get my visa. Yeah. Never sent it back. 
No way. So I just turned it into a New York trip. I was like, there's plenty of Cubans there, plenty of Cuban food. I can get a little taste. <laughs> if I can't have it all, thing. give me a right. taste. Right. I didn't, right. I, you know what? This is how much I've stopped paying attention. Because yes. I, I have unfortunately shut down that entire yeah. thing in my oh, head. Oh, and apolo- I, my apologies to any... Well, no. Actually, screw you if you... <laughs> If you agree with this man, like how it's not, you can't, you I mean, can't, you can't. If you agree with him and his ideals, we can't see eye to eye because it is so anti progress. It's so anti everything that has been put in place. The tradition. He's just like, screw it all. Again, we, we, we alluded to this before the mics were on. Mm-hmm. I, I have these moments from like, maybe the, there, there's just that much ignorance. Yeah. Like there is just that much of a lack of uh-huh. like, like foresight. Yeah. But the Cuban thing, not mm-hmm. to get back to it. Sure. I thought we could go to Cuba yeah. now. Is we that... can, but uh, apparently he's like putting things in place that is making it harder. And... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still okay to go though. I'm I don't say, know for the next I guarantee, three years. I guarantee it has nothing to do with an ideology. Yeah. It's just somebody knows somebody that wants to make more money off exactly. everybody. That's, That's all it ever all comes it down is. to. It's all it is. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I just felt my shoulders get tense. Right. <laughs> Went from like discussing happy ramen to right. that. Despite all of those amazing themes, the main takeaway you should take away from this is don't send your passport to... <laughs> the Cuban office in DC. They would not send that shit back to you. Did you ever get it back? <laughs> I never got it back. What are you supposed to do at this point? I had called the police station. I'm, and that may be a stupid thing to do, but I called the police station. I'm like, Hey, you know, can you do anything? And she almost laughed at me like, no, you, you know, what do you expect us to do? Right. And I had to ask myself, okay, yeah, you're right. What do I expect them to do? I guess you just apply for another passport apply and for wait passport. however long that takes. And- yeah. I just pain in the ass. Yeah. Apparently, too. Sorry. Uh oh. I don't want to spend too long on this, but apparently, too, if you lose too many, or I don't plan to lose one again, but you know, I may have a crazy abroad experience. Right. Apparently, they'll like stop renewing your passport and you just won't have one. So you can't travel out of the country. Yeah. Because a U.S. passport is such a prized possession that, yeah. So. Oh. Don't lose your passport and don't send it off to I I have spent years uh I'm a big road trip fan and I've sure. spent years uh I've gone to almost every state in this country mm-hmm. and um I I do I do wish I would travel more yeah. abroad. I mean I've been to Europe a bunch of times. Sure. Um having said that, I I am I am I'm kind of like afraid to right now. Yeah. Like oh, I yeah. For so many reasons. Yeah. Like, I I was in a band in 2002. We went to Europe. And they treated... They were like, 9-11, you're from... And where are you from? New York City? Oh, my uh-huh. God. Like, uh-huh. we'll, do you want a foot massage? Yeah. <laughs> here's our here's our finest right. uh, wine. You are the pinnacle of wealth and <laughs> they, well, idealists. There was... I think there was... Post 9-11, uh-huh. right after 9-11, okay. there was a real warmth that was coming off the world. Yeah. And then a few years later, I went back, right same back band, the, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where are you from? New York. Okay, you're kind of not an American. Yeah. We'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just that much of a sen- sentiment. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that I'm scared now for that. I'm yeah. scared to go say I'm an American. Uh-huh. 
which is weird. Yeah. See, this is the one time where being black works in our favor. <laughs> we can go anywhere, well, almost anywhere abroad right. and kind of just blend into society. Yeah. Even in even in Europe. Yeah. Race relations are just so much better. Well, <laughs> the, not too, not too much better. Don't you know? I don't want to get that confused, but just right. a little better than here. Just a little better. Well, I thought things were going pretty well for a yeah. while there. I know yeah. I'm in a bubble here. Uh, yeah. Not so much. I you know, <sighs> excluding Europe or excluding France and a lot of places that discriminate against you know people of Arabic descent. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I'm actually I'm not even sure if I can make that right. As a blanket Just, right, right. That, that's that's a little too broad to make. Well, I, I jokingly said to a friend today who's in New York right now. Uh-huh. Um, I said, "Boy, I picked I picked the wrong lifetime to be a white male," <laughs> which which is which is hilarious to yeah. even say. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of this new paradigm uh-huh. um which all my racial post-racial friends and i will talk about uh-huh. um like how's it feel yeah like how's it feel to feel shitty just for how you look <laughs> and your gender i'm like okay i get it now not a hundred percent but i yeah. get it yeah. i can't i can't ever get it right but i i'm scratching the surface right. a little bit well i think so that's okay so so getting back to like where we're talking about emerging uh-huh. like how do we get how do we get everyone back on the same page? Yeah. Like, uh, how do we get to that point where we're like, yeah, the earth is dying. Yeah. We all need yeah. to put this away. Yeah. Like, how do we get there? Do we get there by giving people better tacos and like making them realize we all love good tacos? Like I'm reading Dale Carnegie's, um, how to win friends, win and, influence friends people. and influence people. And at first, love I, that book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good book. It's, yeah. I mean, it, some of it's an anachronism, but yeah. the, the, the the things it says, yeah, if the everyone themes, did these things. Yeah, we would all be so much happier. Yeah. Um, from what I've read thus far, I'm like not even halfway through the book, but it's all about talking to people mm-hmm. and finding that common thread. Totally. It's just the fact that we don't want to talk to people. We are, mm. we are afraid that... Um, Maybe we expose too much of ourselves mm. and get hurt by mm-hmm. it, or we are just becoming more and more selfish. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because we are becoming more trusting with like things like Airbnb and Lyft, and you know, mm-hmm. come into my world for a little bit. I promise I won't mm-hmm. steal your shit, or mm-hmm. you know, but uh. I digress. I'm losing my train of thought. No, you're. I'm with you, and it's it's uh-huh. almost like we have to go. Maybe we have to come out the other the yeah. other side of this. We don't want to talk to people, and the root of all evil is money. And if you don't take away, or if you you know, don't take away people's, I guess, lust or need for money, mm-hmm. then there will always be conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can't survive on a bartering system or and it goes back to trust Mm -hmm. bartering is all about trust Mm -hmm. i'll give you this in exchange for something else Mm -hmm. um that isn't monetary and i mean we can't go back to that so 
just makes it hard. We just have to try. Hmm. Get our we have to get our heads out of yes. off of screens. Yes. And into each other's oh, eyeballs. Yes. And yes. It's hard. It is hard. I sometimes even and I I think I'm pretty good at interpersonal uh-huh. communication. I yeah. sometimes have to make myself Yeah. Like when I was ordering tacos today, mm-hmm. there was glass between us. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to make myself look at this person when I'm talking to yeah. them. Yeah. Because I was so just like uh-huh. we're conditioned to get mm-hmm. this certain result with the minimal amount of effort. Yeah. I that reminds me of um, I, they always say you should treat everybody the same. And I definitely agree with that. Um, before college, I wouldn't like make eye contact with the people cleaning the restroom or mm-hmm. the people cooking the food mm-hmm. or the service people. Mm-hmm. And I was never conscious of it until I took an art history class in college, mm. um, and one of the art pieces that we focused on was kind of like a live installment. I'm probably not using the right word, but anyway, um, the artists highlighted um, service workers. So people, janitors mm-hmm. and um, and his morale or his reasoning for that was to get people to focus on people who are usually in the background and mm-hmm. hidden. Mm-hmm. And I'm making it a point to always you know, appreciate people yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got lucky. Mm-hmm. My dad would talk to everybody. Yeah. Like growing up, mm-hmm. we would walk into any restaurant, any hotel. Yeah. He was, he was like a politician that way. Uh-huh. So I inherited that. Yeah. To the point where it's been called out to me mm. by people who don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like someone close to me in my life has said to me, you know what? You you always talk to like the person emptying the the trash. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. Shouldn't you? I've, yeah. Why, why not? Yeah. Right. It's we're not like we have been programmed to believe that these people are not shouldn't be talked to. They right. hate their jobs. They hate their lives. Right. We should just leave them alone. Right. And same happens to poor people. Right. And I don't like using that word poor because. Right. Right. Poor is. Uh, is your mind state not your financial right being but yeah i think there's something to well empathy mm-hmm. i mean i just go with empathy yeah. like you take it up take it all to empathy and yes. you never like you can figure it out yes but there's a i think there's a bigger thing which is if we all if we all live to help other people and serve other people mm-hmm. if we all really believe that then that kind of behavior isn't there's nothing unusual about right. it Right. Unless I'm having a bad day. And Don't, even then, mm-hmm. I'm going to look for a, a happy face. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'll come out of a shitty meeting at work and the first the first person I'll see is is someone refilling the the glasses yeah. or doing something mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk to that person because that's what gets me back to this idea of 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 like being grounded and mm-hmm. and we're kind of all, you know, we're all in this shit together. Yeah. Yeah. So. That is what it co- boils down to at the end of the day. Well, awesome. Thanks for yeah. coming on the podcast. Absolutely. No, it, thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm going to hit you up the next time yes. I'm heading to LA because yes. uh, I have a, a short list of mostly food trucks okay. where I get my tacos. Ah. So I've definitely got plenty of spots that you could check out. I'm excited. Yes. I hope you get your passport back. Thank someday. you. I hope so too. <laughs> I've been emailing them every day and they're like, will you leave us alone? It's lost. <laughs> yeah. You know what you're going to have to do? 
You're going to have to go in and make eye contact with yeah. somebody. <laughs> you got to go down and fly to D.C. Uh. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.